Net Zero podcast is brought to you in association with ED's Sustainable Business Covered podcast and is the only place where corporate sustainability and energy professionals can get under the skin of the world's most ambitious emissions reduction targets. So welcome and enjoy the journey to a net zero future. Welcome along to ED's Net Zero Business Podcast, our spin-off podcast series focusing on the growing need for corporates and other businesses to align their strategies with climate science by setting net zero emissions goals. I'm ED's senior reporter Sarah George and I'll be presenting this episode so a very warm welcome to you. Since the UK government set its 2050 net zero target in law, more and more businesses have attempted to get ahead of the curve by strengthening their carbon and energy strategies and pledging to achieve net zero business well before the deadline. As such, the team here at ED are speaking with the trendsetters and trailblazers that have set these targets, getting insight on just how much work went into getting these targets up and running. Each of the episodes of this podcast spin-off therefore features one in-depth interview with a business or organisation that has committed to a net zero strategy. In the last episode, our content editor Matt Mace spoke with Nottingham City Council for an update on its work to transition to net zero operations by 2028. That episode also featured insight from E.ON around how battery storage and smart grids can be used to contribute to net zero targets. This time around, it's the turn of Turley. The planning and development consultancy announced earlier this year that it had achieved the carbon neutral protocol for its operations after working with natural capital partners to transition to renewable energy and to invest in nature-based carbon offsetting solutions. Turley will have offset 169 tonnes of CO2e to become carbon neutral for one year. This is a far smaller figure than many corporates will be grappling with. With this in mind, I decided to find out what Turley plans to do next, both in terms of engaging with others outside of its operations and in regards to decarbonising even further. To get the answers to these and some other questions, I called Turley's Head of Sustainability, Colin Morrison. Here's that conversation in full. I hope you enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Colin. Um, how are you doing today? Very good. Thank you. I think uh, all things uh, being considered, uh, well and truly settled into uh, the new uh, working norm, um, for however long that may last. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. Had a good day so far. Fantastic. And where are you dialing in from today? Uh, my home, uh, my home in in Ashby de la Zeus. Uh, and uh, as you can probably see uh, behind me, I appreciate uh, your listeners might not be able to, but I'm in a, my little TV room, family room, which is now my office. Um, so that's uh, that's my that's my place of work for uh, for the foreseeable. No, we're all we're all definitely improvising. Um, <laughs> Um, at the moment so I know you're not alone there and something I know that you won't be alone in as well as having to adapt to different ways of um, working with your team and I know we haven't had the Turley team on the podcast before so could you yeah. give a bit of an update on how how the team is laid out and how you guys have been working throughout lockdown? Yeah of course well uh, so my sustainability team I've got a sustainability and uh, EIA team 
they're all spread across the UK, uh, really, and all working in their own their own homes. Uh, they've responded magnificently, as 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 I would expect them to do in 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 challenging times. They're all dialing in and working from their kitchen tables or their offices or their bedrooms, um, and uh, they're just getting on with it. I think um, there, there are challenges, you know, for for some of them, and uh, they've responded really well. To that but thankfully we've managed to as well uh Turley, we've managed to start to open up some of our offices uh for very limited uh working so for some of my team and some of our co-owners in the Turley company for those that are struggling with their uh, home working sometimes it's poor internet or noise or whatever health and well-being uh we, we've got them back into uh, to work in the office for one or maybe two or more days a week so that's helping mm-hmm. But Great. they're doing very well, and you know we're we're managing to to more importantly work with our clients, and you know we're all well and truly settled into Zoom and uh, and uh, and uh, Microsoft Teams, and uh, yeah, it's, it's so it's it's got back to a norm. But I think um, I think we're all very much looking forward to the time where we can just get together and have a coffee and a and a chat and uh, and talk face to face. No, you you and me both. I'm definitely missing um, getting to meet up at our events and other events yeah. um, as as well. Um, but glad to hear that you you guys are remaining productive nonetheless. Um, and we're no, talking after a pretty big announcement from you guys, which is um, that the business has received carbon neutral certification mm. um, in conjunction with Natural Capital Partners. Um, so I wanted to ask why um, why your team did thought that now was the right time to go for that certification and accelerate the journey to net zero? Uh, journey to net zero. Well, uh, journey to carbon neutral certification, I should say. Well, I mean, I mean it's fascinating and it's great that, that we've done that and, uh, you know, very much, very, very much supported at the highest level by right at the top from our chief executive, uh, Dave Triminum, who was uh, very keen for us to do that and, and in fact is very keen for us to, to go further and that's great and we can maybe talk about that a bit later um, but uh, you know this whole kind of process for us started uh, qu- quite quite a while ago really I mean my sustainability team at, at, at Turley we I've been in the business for 10 years and uh, uh, you know at least four, four five or six years ago we were looking at um, you know well since i've been here but we've been looking at our kind of carbon footprint and sustainability strategy but you know four or five years ago we started doing things like uh supporting tree planting projects um and then in 2016 we started uh formally reporting on our ghg footprint uh, so we took the decision that that was the right thing to do mm-hmm. um and um we've been doing that ever since on an annual basis and uh Behind that, obviously, is a strategy to look at reducing our environmental footprint our, our, as, um, as much as we as much as we can through a number of measures. But uh, then, you know, a, a while ago, we said, right, okay, then let's let's go the next step as well, and let's let's commit to carbon neutrality because, um, well, one, we think it's it's it, it is very much the right thing to do. Uh, it aligns very much with our with our business strategy around good growth and to helping to uh, foster good growth uh, through not just our sustainability team but my colleagues in planning and design you know we're very much uh, very much committed to you know place shaping and creating great places and, mm-hmm. and you know and working with you know great clients and projects but 
you know, and, and all of that is behind all of that is 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 some of the you know the work that my team and I have been doing around um, promoting and uh, delivering net zero on some of our work, which has been, been fascinating and, and really rewarding. But uh, but then we just uh, took the decision, yeah, well, let's go let's go carbon neutral uh, certification. So uh, that's obviously, as you said, been achieved, and that's for our financial year 2018 to 2019. And of course, that commitment is then to maintain that uh, going forward. So, I mean, you know, why do we do it? We felt it was the right thing. Uh, that first, first and foremost, not just at our chief exec level, but our, our co-owners in the business felt it was a great idea. And obviously, it very much, you know, supports the work we're doing as a sustainability team. It's great to be able to go to clients who are themselves looking at, you know, carbon neutrality or net zero and say, well, you know, We've done it. We've 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 also you know we've we've shared the journey with you, and we can we can share our stories as well. Mm-hmm. No, that's something I had noted down because as a consultancy, I'm aware that the cohort of businesses that you work with collectively will probably have an environmental footprint much bigger than your own. So it would be great to hear mm-hmm. what you and your colleagues are going to be getting up to in regards to sort of communicating and collaborating um, with them. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's again, it's been fascinating. I think. I mean, what's quite exciting, I think, at this current time is that, uh, I mean, obviously, current issues aside, I think we all agree that the issue of climate change and sustainability has probably never been so high on the on the public and the, and the private agenda, and huge calls for a green recovery, which of course I very much support. And that's really happened, I think, in the last eighteen months. I've seen a definite step change in in the market, um, and you know, some of our clients. Uh, and the projects that we're working with, as you as you quite rightly said, a big development, you know, organisations, um, and you know, not wishing to name, I've got lots of fantastic clients, but but you know, some press release very recently, um, uh, which you, you may have seen, um, PLP, uh, one of our great clients, we're helping them to design net zero buildings, and they've committed to all their buildings being net zero. So. Um, you know, as part of all of that, we, we feel that, you know, when a clients are making commitments like that, then we should also be leading the way with our own commitment. But um, we've been sharing the stories, you know, we, the press when it came out and, you know, we've been sharing it with our clients and there's been quite a few clients have come back and said, oh, well, that's really great. You know, we like that. And can you just tell us how, how did you do that a bit more? And I know we've now got a few more opportunities to make some of our clients carbon neutral as well. And that's very much I hope how I hope the market will 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 continue, and that's a that's a good success story I think is that if uh, you know one person does it and commits to demonstrating climate leadership, then others will look at that and 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 follow suit, and then you have as a domino effect, and then more and more people sign up. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. No, I've been with the ED team now a little over two years, and I think you're probably completely right about that 18 month window just completely shifting the conversation. Yeah, it's been, been fascinating. And, you know, one of the things as well, and we work a lot in the development of the industry. Obviously, Turley are a, a national based planning outfit. Um, and uh, but we have a number of, of services. But obviously we have a you know, the bulk of our work is involved in procuring development, pushing development, supporting development in great places. Um, and uh, what we've noticed in the past 18 months is that um, we now have over two thirds of local authorities that have declared a climate emergency. Mm-hmm. We did a comment piece on this the other the other day released. Uh, we've we've 
taking a look at those local authorities and the kind of things they're doing. And it's fascinating. Uh, because of that, then the issue of climate change and sustainability is now much higher on application in terms of planning applications and how they're being determined. So our clients are responding positively. And, uh, you know, that's to go from zero to two thirds of local authorities in a space of a year to 18 months has been quite remarkable. Mm. And it's definitely helping that that to sh- that shift and, and you know, to, to make uh, these issues um, much higher on the on the agenda. Mm-hmm. No, that's something we've been tracking, too. But if if we could bring it back down to a smaller scale, so we will have a lot of people listening that want to know about certification for their own business or for a specific um, project. So I wanted to touch on yeah. um, the fact that meeting this certification did for you guys require the use of offsetting. Um, in addition to um, reductions. So I wanted to get um, your insight on how these two pieces of the jigsaw um, work together. Sure, absolutely. Well, offset. Okay, well, they they work together. Um, You know, in my my opinion, offsetting has its place, but it has to be done in the right way uh, at the right time and to correct standards. So our strategy at Turley was, first of all, to look at uh, reducing energy use through our offices. Now we have we let offices. We only own one of our own uh, we only own one of our offices. But uh, and and therefore so one of the things we've started to do and is continuing to do is engage with our landlords to make sure we've got you know some of the basics but effective mechanisms in place. LED lighting, uh, energy efficient appliances, etc etc all the, the sensible things that you do. But so that 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 kind of thing has been a has been a, a priority. Uh, working alongside that is looking to make sure offices are, uh, are powered by renewable energy. So all the offices now, uh, we've procured renewable energy uh, credits to uh, regal certificates to uh, to uh, uh, to power uh, the offices. And then once we did that, there was the unavoidable emissions that are left, a lot of which was our business travel. So, of course, our GSG footprint, that's the other thing, is that it's not just our scope one and scope two emissions, i.e. The, 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 the power and the electricity that we use as a part of our offices. We also chose to look at our scope three as well, mm-hmm. uh, business emissions. So uh, we've calculated that and that's, again, part of our offsetting. So the offsetting was a last resort uh, or, the, or the last in the chain, I should say, uh, uh, it's probably a better way to describe it. Um, and then to do that, we knew that it had to be robust, credible and uh, highly verified in terms of the, the offsets that we used. And that, that's, to be fair, why we then teamed up with Natural Capital Partners, who we've worked with before. Uh, a big thanks to, <laughs> if you're listening to Mr. Tom Popple at Natural Capital Partners, who's a great advocate for all things climate change and uh, the combat against climate change. And um, so, yeah, we engaged with Natural Capital Partners and uh, chose the offsetting uh, project, uh, what they call it, well, uh, two projects, actually. We adopted a best practice approach called twinning, whereby we supported a project in Kenya that uh, restores water, borehole, uh, provides clean water via restoration of boreholes, which effectively means the uh, local community burn less wood to clean their uh, fuel, to clean their water. Right. That saves carbon credits. And that was the first project that we supported. Um, in addition to that, um, there's also a process of uh, planting uh, mangrove trees to restore mangrove forest that has a benefit to protect against rising sea levels uh, as a result of climate change. 
And then the twinning aspect was we wanted a local aspect to our offsetting as well. So we've supported a forestation project in Cumbria, which is in the region of our head office at Manchester or close to. Yeah, that, so that, that, that in combination was our approach to offsetting. But that was after we'd taken those steps to minimise our energy use in the offices, procure renewable energy and then look at offsetting. OK, fantastic. I'm sure that that insight will be really helpful to a lot of listeners who are trying to tackle um, that question in their own organisation. But I have to ask, you mentioned earlier that you have some more exciting things um, planned. So I have to ask, um, what next? What next indeed? Well, well, we create places. That's what Turley does. Uh, I'm involved in some fantastic projects from new communities through to you know, uh, smaller developments and offices. And, and we thought, well, look, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great if we can use our skills of, of place shaping to maybe make some of our own carbon offsetting projects closer to home? Um, and, you know, we've already, in fact, um, given some of uh, some free time from myself and my team to advise some clients on creating uh, new forest projects. And, you know, with one eye on possibly, well, if that gets up and running, then we can support it ourselves. Um, you know, uh, discussions with our landlords future in terms of where we you know, choose to, you know, which officers we take, try and encourage our landlords to do further uh, measures. But um, I think, uh, you know, the, the most the most exciting thing is 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 the current uh, discussions around using our skills to um, to create kind of some great carbon reduction uh, initiatives uh, at various places in the UK. So we're hopeful we can get something uh, going uh, soon. Um, but we'll see. Well, that, that's 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 an, in- an interesting and exciting uh, uh, avenue we're exploring. Just a small to do list then. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small to do list. Yeah. Uh, and in, in between all of that is all the work that my team has, which is um, which is keeping us uh, Thankfully, very busy at the moment. It's great to see. Fantastic. Well, I think that's all we have time for on the call today, Colin. But thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. So a big thank you again to Colin from Turley there. And Edie will doubtless be keeping an eye on Turley's next sustainability announcements. Of course, Colin and his team haven't been the only ones looking at the impact of reaching carbon neutral status or net zero emissions in the weeks since we published our last podcast and with that in mind it's time for our net zero news brief. Over the month there have been some big developments in the net zero conversation even amid the COVID-19 pandemic so I'm going to pull out the top three stories that we've been covering for you now. Our top story comes from Apple which on July 21st announced a major new net zero target for 2030 covering operations, supply chain and products. It will reduce emissions across these sources by 75% within a decade before investing to offset the remaining residual 25% of emissions. Full roadmap for the delivery of this strategy will produce shortly and will be shared with other businesses on request to help them on their own decarbonisation journeys. Secondly, we have to pull out BP's big announcement. After it announced a 2050 net zero target earlier this year, it set a shorter term company and sustainability strategy in August, headlined by a commitment to reduce fossil fuel production by 40% and increase clean tech investment tenfold within a decade too. CEO Bernard Looney said that the new strategy provides, quote, a comprehensive and coherent approach 
to delivering against BP's long-term climate goals. Last but by no means least, we have an announcement from property developer Landsec. It's progressing with plans for what it hopes will be the UK's first net zero commercial building, an office block in Southwark, South London. The project is called The Forge and Landsec is hoping to achieve carbon neutrality, not only regarding the building's operations, but with its embodied carbon too, um, in line with UK Green Building Council's framework on net zero. Landsec has previously set a 2030 net zero target for its own operations. Here at ED, we've also announced that the 2020 edition of our flagship event, Net Zero Live, is going to be held virtually. It's going to take place from November the 10th through November the 12th, 2020. Whether you're interested in sponsoring, speaking or attending, you can find out all the information we have on that event at netzerolive.com. For now, we're just about out of time and I'd like to thank you all for joining me on our Net Zero Business Podcast journey. If your organisation has a Net Zero story, please drop me an email at newsdesk, that's all one word, at fav-house.com and the rest of the team will be back with our usual Sustainable Business Covered podcast episodes in due course. In the meantime, you can subscribe to and follow the ED Podcast portfolio on wherever you get your podcasts, be that SoundCloud, iTunes or Spotify. And for more Net Zero news, our website and newsletter will be your go-to. The sign-up button for our newsletter is in the top right-hand corner of our website. But until the next episode, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.